Hey, man, it's your boy, Twisted Black. I just sat on the couch. Been here with uh, Real Life Street Stars, my guys, my new family. You got to see this shit right here. This shit is hot, like for real. I'm like an infinity stone. <laughs> <laughs> Real life street stars. We got a legend in the building. Already. Twisted black. Man. <laughs> God damn, bro. You home, man. Finally. How's it feel? Enjoying life. Wonderful. There was so many times that we thought you was coming home, man, from you dropping music. People saying you was coming home early and it never happened. What was that about? Like, did they just keep pushing it back or? No, that was about me holding on to hope, you know, and different laws were changing and I would make sure that, you know, it pertained to me and shit, they were just denying everything. Can I cuss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were just denying one after the next. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Now, we got legendary Twisted <clears throat> Black on the couch, man. We, we got to go through there because we don't have too many interviews with Twisted Black, man, and, and especially not no up-to-date interviews. Right, man. right, for sure. We appreciate you. You know, shout out to Mouse, uh, uh, Mouthpiece Drew, who, who, who linked this up. Man, you came out of prison. You know what I'm saying? You did your time, man. But let's, let's take it from the top. You know okay. what I'm saying? All right. Um, Twisted Black early days. Where, where, where are you from? You know what I'm saying? Where did you come out? Like, where did you start doing music? I started doing music in, in, in I'm going to say, 95. But I'm you know, originally born in Detroit. I've been in Texas since I was two years old. So, mm. you know, Fort Worth accepted me and put their arms around me. So I love them back. But I started doing music seriously in 95, but I used to ride around with some of my guys over here yeah. when we was drinking and smoking and I'd, I'd get high and drunk and go to freestyle. And so, you know, once I got shot in 91, I was like, shit, I might need to rap, you know? Yeah. So, so, so take us through the landscape, man, because Detroit, man, is known for music. You know, right. what I'm if everybody knows anything about Detroit, y'all have there's, there's a lot of history in that, too. Did you did any of that play a factor in how you grew up as far as musically or did was it just all Texas? No, no. Actually, uh, mu musically, Detroit was uh, was really it because I learned to play the piano from my cousin. Uh, her name was Davina and she was signed to RCA. And my other cousin, Jerome, was. Like he was so he was like Prince before Prince was Prince. So I learned a lot from them. So yeah, I grew up in music and, and sleeping on the floor of the studio in Flint, Silver Sun Studio, back where MC Bree recorded, Anita Baker recorded, Shalomar. So I, I grew up around the soundboard, a microphone, like literally. <laughs> so I gotta ask, you know, like uh, I don't know, you know, back then, man, it was a little tougher to get studio time. So it ain't like it is today where you got everybody who's making their own beats and right, engineering. Right. But while you was in that studio, did you ever pick up any skills as far as like producing or engineering or anything like that? Or was it just strictly rapping? Um, you know, I always had an ear, you know what I mean? So I, and me being curious, you know, so I would watch the engineers, but I'm not technically sound, but I just know what I want to sound like or know what it should sound like. But the producing, yeah. Yeah, you, you, once you do enough music, you know what you want your music to sound like and you can put it together. So we have, people say <clears throat> all different 
Dallas or Dallas West Dallas, there's all spectacle of how you got shot and what happened to you. Can you walk us through that time? Yeah. I played hard in the street, you know. Um, so I got a partner, really for real. I know I probably shouldn't say that. I got a partner that's probably in this corner laughing hard as hell right now because he play all day. But I play hard in the street, so um, I guess, you know, um, somebody wanted me. You know, they wanted retaliation or whatever. So I got shot with a 12-gauge, you know, right here it's in the back of the neck. So never really found out who did it. It was a lot of uh, people campaigned and got elected, you know. Uh, but, you know, that's, that was then, you know. I made it. So you say th this happened in 91. So at that time you were doing music or you weren't doing music? It was just straight it was Nah, it was streets. It was bricks on mine back then. You know, Fort Worth was was really, we, we, it was the murder capital of uh, the USA. So I was part of the reason, not like I was a tough guy. I was just out in the street, you know, getting it in and hustling and stuff like that, you know. So so what part of, of Fort Worth were you at? Like, where did you, what part of Fort Worth did you reside in at that time? When we first came down, we, we went to Forest Hill. So um, then it was Polly. And then as I got older and started with my hustling, I had an auntie that stayed on the South Side. So I fell in love with the South Side and they fell in love with me back. So I stumped holes in Hattie and Tucker. Shout out to Hattie and Tucker, South Side, you know what I mean? So I also played, you know, I played a lot of mill apartments over there too, you know, but, you know, so I don't know, man. I like to say, man, that, you know, that, I, you know, I, I, I've been, just through Fort Worth, you know what I mean? I just That's why I never really had problems. Like, I go anywhere and I really don't run into those type of problems because I play fair with everybody. Not, ain't nobody really going to Como like that, you know? They play hard out there, you know? But, right. you know, um, shout out to Oof. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, my past pretty much ran, you know, everywhere. Right, and, and, and so, so in 91, you know, you stopped through the streets, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, from us, we always hear Fort Worth known as murder work. Right, for sure. Did it have that moniker back then or was it just now? Were you seeing it real time, like what was going on to, to get that reputation? It, it was in the making. That's how it all came to be, you know. It, it was during those times that that, that moniker was, that's, that's how it came about. So, uh, and, and we didn't look at it like this murder work, so we gonna do this. We were just doing this and, it, and then it became murder work. You right. Know? So, yeah. So how bad was it? Like if, like, if you would've, like now that you're grown, you know what I'm saying? Like when you look at it, like how bad was it? You know, I tell the truth, man. Um, to me, this is, I only been out, you know, I haven't been out that long, but just the stuff I see, you know, that's happening now, I think it's worse now. Then, then then it's just that back then uh we were we were killing each other right and, and uh getting away with it now you really don't get a lot of people killing people you just get a lot of murder charges you know so meaning that it's been happening but now they're getting caught so people you know seeing it now you know what i mean so I think I would have to say it's worse now, man, because there's no regard for life, man, with, with some of these guys, you know. It's like, I don't even know what they killing for, you know? <laughs> so, they just killing. Totally out of hand, man, not for real. Um, now, the one thing I want to ask you, you said in 95 is when you start taking the music real serious? I did. 
Okay, so, you know, what was it that made you say, man, I'm going to actually start taking the music serious from 91 to 95? I know you get shot. What did that make you say, man, I got to do something different? Nah, or it was like, nah, nah I'm still doing what I'm doing, but I'm just doing this with the music. Well, I, I, no, no. You know how some people have, get shot and they have a come to Jesus moment. I didn't have that. I got shot and I just wanted to shoot who shot me. So um, I have a, a, one of my partners, you know, that was like my second mentor in my life named Heavy. He was like, man, let me put some money behind you and take this music serious. And he did. You know, he was in the game, too, at the time. And so he he put the money behind me and just, you know, was like, hey, let's push this way. You know, I, I wanted to do music, but, you know, I was just doing other stuff. But so that that's what really made me tee it off. He put the money behind. I I had caught attempted murder, two attempted murders, I think. And that's why I had like $200,000 worth of bond. And he made all of them. Yeah, even, you know, so, and then when he did that, gave me a place to stay, put me back in another Z28 with Dayton. So I'm like, yeah, come on, let's do it, you know. Then I, then for real, I lost my mind. I went to jail for like eight months on attempted murder. Then I got out trying to jump in the game and I realized, damn, I ain't even good no more. You know, I couldn't even sell dope. He gave me half a brick. I kept it for like a week. Had to give back, you know, so. I'm like, let me try rapping. <laughs> so... What, do you recall the first song you made when he put the money into you? Was it good? Was it like, what was the song? It was called Gangsta Black. And, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I don't know how good it was compared to now because these guys are so skilled now, man. Some of these rappers are so good. I look back at the old stuff and it, 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 it has this place because it was, it was, you know, I look at like classic music, but I can't say how good or bad it was. I, back then, I think I was better than probably some of the people that was up then, you know. Yeah. All right, man, now we gotta get to I'm a fool with it. Yeah. I'm a fool with it. Cause that's the song, man, again, being, uh, I'm in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're hearing about Twisted Black. That's all we're hearing about as far as on the Fort Worth side is musically, you know what right. I'm saying? And we're hearing you on the radio. So, you know, when you hear somebody on the radio, you just, it just feels big, you know what I mean? How did you get to the point where you got to the radio? Cause at that point, you heard a lot of local artists on the radio. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it didn't feel small. It felt big at right. the time. How were you able to make that transition to get to the radio? Man, I had to leave. And, and I, this is a good point to a lot of artists. I don't know if it's like that now, but, but I don't know. But I had to leave, you know, I had to leave Texas. And I went to Atlanta. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, and uh, linked up with DJ Toon. Again, that was my partner Heavy had plugged me with him, and Toon. Ti's Toon. Yeah, Ti's Toon. I, well, I, I, my Toon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Toon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, yeah, we linked, and, and he told me I'm gonna tell you a quick story, cause I thought mm -hmm. I was, you know, I thought nobody could touch me rapping. You know, these niggas can't touch me. I'm like that. So I go up there and I smoke me some good perk, you know? So he said, get in the booth and, and play something. So him and my manager, JT, they were sitting outside the the the, uh, the mixing board or whatever. So I go in there and you, I was all arrogant. I started rapping, boom, getting it to him, you know? Yeah, whoop, 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 street this and bricks that and blue, you know, all these super duper punchlines. And he, he came in my ear and he told me something ain't nobody ever told me, he said, Give me something harder. I'm like, 
uh, this nigga ain't listening, you know? He can't be listening, so. But at the same time, it made me a little bit insecure, so I tried something else, rapped a little bit harder, you know? Then finally he waved me out, like, hey, come here. So I come out. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, I'd have messed up my opportunity, you know? This tomb, man, this, like you say, this T.I. tomb, and I came up here and must have didn't do what I was supposed to, but he said, he sat me down, he said, man, you can rap. He said, you rap good. And I believe everything that you're saying. You can hear that, that you really live this life. He said, but this is music. So now I want you to not rap at me. I want you to turn your voice into an instrument. And he used Casper, the friendly ghost, and said, you know, remember when Casper, you, yeah. Casper, you know. So anyway, that was, he, 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 uh, he honed my skill yes, and gave me that beat. Yeah, so. Now, at this time, you know, like you say, back in the city, like, you was the only one representing Fort Worth. You pretty much had Fort Worth on your back. Was that a big burden to carry for you, or how did that, or did you even feel like that at all? No, I didn't feel, because it's not true. You had other guys doing their thing, you, you know, before, like you had uh, Genocide, you had, you know, Six Deuce and L Dog, them guys, was, they were hard. You know, Six Deuce ended up going with Dre, Dr. Dre. You dig what I'm saying? So he was doing his thing. You had uh, Erotic D, you, had, you know, you had a whole bunch of people doing their thing. Now, I may have, you know, kind of with the street shit, I probably got out ahead of them because I was actually in the street, you know. So what happened is Fort Worth, man, they rolled with me. So they were never a burden. They were never on my back. I, I was on their shoulders, you know, so, so it, it was never a burden, though. Now, while you were coming up and you had a single bubbling and you you getting all the notoriety from it. Is there anything that you would have done differently, different moves you would have made, like different situations you would have put yourself in? Of course, I wouldn't have went to jail. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 no, nah, for real. Because I was there, man, me and Toon, we had nine deals on the table, you know? And uh, I, I, and just to be honest about the question and not sugarcoat it, is, and if you're gonna make it in music, man, even if you're from the street, you have to do something hard. And I'm having to do it right now because I just come home and, and hey, everybody been doing their thing in the street or whatever. You have to separate. And I didn't separate. You know, everybody can't go. You know, and that's hard because you came up with these guys. Y'all really got it out the mud. But I'm trying to do something, man, to where I can't take everybody. But once I get there, then I could throw the life raft back, you know, and pull y'all in. But everybody can't fit through the keyhole at the same time if that makes sense. And I didn't separate, so I ended up with an indictment. So back to the, the, the whole getting on the radio with, with the Toomp thing, that made them accept you on the radio? Or like, how did that, how did that radio locally, uh, how did that connection happen? You know what I'm saying? Because again, at the time, they were playing a lot of local artists, you know what I'm saying? And that they was making them look bigger than life. How did you connect that? That part that was part of it, you know. Like you said, it had a bigger feel because it was it was DJ Toon produced. But you know, just to be honest, you know, no cash, the money. the money, yeah, the money. So we had you know we had real money, you know, you know. So uh, and the song was good, you know, and and I was grinding, man. You know, I'm, I'm at two rap suburbans. I'm everywhere. I'm always out. I'm. All, 
at every event, you know, that back then we had we ain't had no internet where you could push a button and, and airdrop shit and all that. Nah, I'm airdropping in in the suburban with my guys and we, you know, I'm trying to push that music. So the radio, one thing about radio, I'll tell you this is radio look, I'm sorry, I just touched all on you. Right. They'll look and see, you know, when you just being just resilient, beating down that door, they will finally open it. Yeah, when they see that you that you're gonna be here every time it was Monday, I'm right there on the couch like this, like, hey, what about the single? That's hard. Yeah. Now at the time you had like a Pookie Lucci, uh, you had um, uh, Big Chiefs, you had you know you had like so many people also bubbling from Dallas. Did y'all ever think? Uh, did y'all ever talk about doing music um, as far as like any other people locally, or was it just like you was on your own mission? No, no, I was always open to that. I was trying to bridge the gap between Fort Worth and Dallas because it's too wide for us to be so close. Like I told you earlier, you know, say it's, it's just a few minutes away. Right. So I, you know, um, I, man, I got good relationships with Chief. We did a couple of records, Tom, you know, I fuck with uh, Big Tuck, you know, Lucci, you know, I, I did a record with him from prison, you know what I mean? So I was always trying to, you know, bridge the gap, you know what I mean? Cause we shouldn't be so far across the street. Cause if we come together then, you know, we QC this thing, you know. So now, you know, again, you, you're in your heyday, you know, you're doing your music and then all of a sudden we just hear about you getting locked up. Yeah. What 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 was the time span of from the time, you know, you were bubbling on the radio to you getting locked up? How long was that? Um, and, you know, it kind of seemed like it was Monday and then Tuesday I was locked up, to be honest. But uh, the, the record, the record started to bubble. So I may have had 90 days. I mean, this is me guessing. I got, I'm really dramatically fucked up behind, you know, doing all this time. But yeah, so a lot of people, I don't remember a lot of people. I don't remember a lot of shit, you know, because I've been focused on that. But anyway, I don't know how long it was, maybe 90 days, you know, enough for us to take some meetings and do the listening parties in New York with Sony Studios, um, Draper, another, you know, good friend of mine, you know, he, we shopped, he shopped it in New York and shit. It seemed like as soon as it caught, man, I got locked up. And they knew it though. The agents told me, they said, oh, we know about your deals in New York. We know you about to sign your record deal, but you know, you, you going to jail. <laughs> no, real talk. <laughs> yeah. Pop police, man. Yeah. No, nah, these, yeah, yeah, you call them that. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> so, so, so can you take us through like, well, number one, for those who don't know, what was it that you actually got arrested for? Um, conspiracy to distribute cocaine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And then you end up um, getting sentences to what? Uh, 30 year sentence. In the beginning, there was three 30 year sentences. I had to fight to get them ran concurrently. Then once I fought to get them ran concurrently, you know, then I, then I could really fight, you know what I mean? Because it was tough. Man, so, I mean... So you're on top of the world and you don't even get to really enjoy it. And nah. then this happens, like, what is your mindset going in knowing that, damn, I'm on top of the world and this is happening? Like, what, what was you thinking at the time? Mm. Uh, I, I guess I was, you know, to be honest, I was hurt. You know what I mean? It was really hurt because I wasn't, I ain't so dope in 13 months, man. I was out the game. I was chasing the music, but. You know, I guess my mindset was like, I thought it was over. I still remember the first night I was at Beaumont, you know, I went to Beaumont uh, and I listened to, I cried in the cell. It wasn't I was crying because I was locked up. 
they was playing Rich Boy. Rich Boy selling that. And that, that bum, bum, bum. So I'm listening to him like, ooh, this kid finna blow up and take my spot. And I knew it right then. I said, uh, I ain't gonna never do it again. And I cried, right? Real tears the first night, you know what I mean? So, you know, I guess it was doom and gloom. But I wasn't, my, my mindset was, I'm not finna come in here as a rapper. These niggas is not finna come in here and think I'm some type of rapper. And if they do, then I got a whole nother side that they gonna have to see. I, I was, that was my next question. Like, did your persona change? Like, cause you know, you have a certain reputation that follows you and you know, you've been out the game. Like everybody might think you're this. Did you, how much of it was it to transition to, or was there a transition at all? Did, was it just all love? And again, I, I didn't quite understand. Like, so like the, the rapper, the rapper jacket that most artists have to wear when they have to go sit down. Did, and you said you had been out the game. Was that something that you were still wearing when you went in? Was that something that people was trying to put on you? Like, oh, he's just a rapper? Well, you know, it was all in my head because to be honest, I never had the rapper jacket because I was so active. You know, I, I was really in the street still. And that's why my stupid ass went to jail. I should have put on the rapper jacket, you see. Then I'm gonna put one of these niggas on flat off the muscle and let them know, let me do this time and bag up and don't be asked. You know, so guys would pull up, hey man, hey, they gonna do a show. Hey, you a rap? Hey, hey man, stop asking me to rap. Nigga, I'm in here doing a 30. I'm not in here to entertain you niggas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, for real. And, and my first song was, was called Zombie. And the reason I even did it is because Beaumont had pretty much lifers or niggas with 40, 50, so you know, a lot. And I, after I had been there a while, I'm like, you know what? Y'all need some entertainment, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> yeah, you know, this was tough. So I went and I performed at one of the shows, man, and uh, dudes would put on their starch clothes. They'd take their liquor out with their weed and their shades and their pieces of chains and they all out there. When they knew I was coming to do a show, they all come out. True story, all the Tango, shout out to the Tango. Every gang is around when they know I'm finna rap and they come in to see a show and I give them one. The first song was called Zombie. And I was like, I'm a zombie walking around you niggas daily. Um, just basically letting them know I'm right here with you, but I'm not, I'm fucked up, you know? And, and so I just gave it to them. And at the end, when you wait for the clapping, they was just like stuck. And then after a minute, it all came in, you know, they was like, damn, you know, you know, so, you know, it's, it's tough. And a lot of them guys' situation was worse than mine. How often do dudes try to come and rap to you? Man, stop. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I, I ain't trying to be funny, you know, I'm kind of, right. you know, I, I don't know if I'm an asshole, but I'm just candid, you know, I'm up front. And I would tell them, hey, Kenfo, you probably are good. I don't want to hear it, like for real, like. But but I did run into some of the toughest rappers I ever seen down there, champ. Uh, because we had music, we had music rooms, you know, and 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 man, some of them guys was awesome. 
you know, they was ever out here now, it, it would never be some of these rappers right now because they would hog the lane. But I don't allow a nigga to just keep auditioning to me. You know, I just, I ain't with that. How is it to watch people snitch and just get out? That hurts. Um, let me just give it to you like this. Uh, when I first got there, because I was so bitter, um, I guess I pushed the lines a lot harder because I, you know, I, I I'm one of the ones that did it. So I used to push the line on that, you know, and as you, you start doing your time, you realize that, you know what? Most of you niggas snitching, you know? Then you start finding out some of the niggas is pushing the line on the snitching is involved, you know what I mean? But you have to be there in, in order to see it, you know? So yeah, you, you feel like they cheated, but you don't know their situation, you know, so. What was um, the thing that kept you together, like mentally? Because you know, you sit, we hear a lot of stories about dudes who go in there and it, this thing, it breaks them. Well, how'd you hold it together mentally? Uh, Jesus, <laughs> you know, my mother, man, was a, was a praying mother and uh, she was evangelist, so. Yeah, yeah, real talk, you know, I ain't go, and then I could say gangster and then I could say cool or you know, uh, to make it sound cool, it was, I have to give all glory to God, you know, to get me through that. And, and my support system, my family, and my close friends, they, you know, that, yeah, it got me through. Did everybody hold it down like they were supposed to? A hundred percent. You never hear that one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I don't have that story. Oh, that's you awesome. know. Hey, some sometimes you 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 drop baby baby weight. You know what we call it, baby fat as you get older. So the ones that fell off, you know, I never. I, shit, that was just baby weight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, nah. My niggas did what they were supposed to do. My city did what they. Dallas did what they were supposed. To. I've been on nine compounds, brother. Nine. So everywhere I went. And they, they insulated me properly. So a lot of shit didn't even make it to me, you know. Yeah. Did you have to do any uh, solitary confinement or anything? Did I? Boy, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I was really down there doing what, you know. I, I wasn't down there in PC being no rapper. I was down there bidding. Yeah, I stayed in the shoe. Anybody that been anywhere with me, I ain't never been on a compound where I didn't. No, nah, that might be a little bit much, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did a lot of solitary confinement. Now we're gonna touch on this later, but in your first day out, you said something about you had to get on that nigga ass in there. <laughs> oh yeah, I had problems. I got my ass got on too. I ain't no need me fly. You know they go coming. Internet shit really like oh, that nigga whoop black. Yeah, yeah, but I ain't never had no situation where I didn't get out there. I'm going. Right. You know, I'm older now, so you know. Right. I hope I never have no no more violence in my life. But I ain't never ever in my life had a situation where. A nigga brought me a move and I wasn't going. So anybody saying that is making it up 100%. Now, I got to touch on this, man, because we just pulled up a song that you did from prison with a Sean on the beat beat. Shout out Sean on the beat because his yeah, wave was crazy. Shout out to Sean, man. How was the audio so good, man? It just sounded like you was hit the studio. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, that's Jeff at Session Works. Man, we started, we, I don't know if I can give y'all all this now. This, this is a whole bunch of games. This is for the wrap you up in game right here. Hey, in the beginning, 
man, listen, I didn't want to do music. I was done. Wild hair kept on egging me, egging me. Man, rap from prison, rap from prison. I'm like, nigga, I ain't finna rap from prison. It's only gonna be a shell of me. Rap from prison, rap from prison. We got, we gotta, we gonna get this thing, you know. I'm like, man, I'm not doing it. But anyway, so um, the bankroll got low, needless to say. So I'm like, what they talking about for, you know, how much they gonna pay me to rap from prison? So they got a box, some type of prototype Jeff did at Session Works. And it was some, it was a prototype, like a, the only one type shit. And I used to, I had four or five pack numbers, meaning four or five people's phone accounts or whatever. And I would get on, I would, he would play the beat, right? And then um, I, I locked the timing in my head and then the beat would disappear and I would rap it, st still on time. Then when that 15 minutes was up, I hang it up and I call back, now nah, I'ma double that verse. And then when that was over, now I'ma do ad-libs on that verse. Then I'ma do the hook. And guess what? My partner and them, you know, they all standing around. They didn't lock the whole phone bank down like black in the studio. Ain't nobody using these four phones, right? True story. I ain't lying. True story. Shout out to Big T, man. Shout out to Pretty, man. Yeah, Squat. What's up, baby? Yeah, they would lock the phone down, man, for me to do my thing. And uh, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna shout out to Jeff on the quality of that. But as, as things changed, as like my last um, couple, let me see, my last three albums from prison, you know, cell phones was in there. They was, they was cracking. So now you're able to get a better quality. You don't have to do it without the, uh, without the beat. They have program on a $40 Android $80 Android, you buy on the street, it costs $2,500, $3,500 in prison. Damn. And so while these niggas was trying to keep a bitch on their phone, I was trying to do an album. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, listen, where's the, I learned how to, where's the app? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I get the app. I learned how to record myself, put it on the bottom bunk and sit there and put a towel right here to have somebody in front watching for the police. And I'm gig and the whole, oh, but man. acting like hey the whole time it's open dorm or but say you know i could go to jail you know jail is shoot you know but i pushed what was your favorite song you did from from prison mm, man that's a good question the favorite one from prison would probably be uh it would probably be uh what's that called what's that one on uh Dark Places. It's got my daughter Chelsea on the front of it. She don't know I'm recording and she asking. I'm like, hey, what you what they want to hear out here? You know, she and she say her little shit and I come in because I kind of vented on that song, you know, so I, I just say Dark Places off the Black's Life Matters album. Did you ever have any sessions with boys like, let me jump on there with you, Black? <laughs> Oh yeah, guys in prison. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got features. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's, like, that's wrong. Yeah, man, man. From the beginning, I've always been into that. If you got it, if you got something, if you can stand on the track with me, then cool. You know, to where the song don't dip so far. You feel me? Because I'm a snap. Yeah. If you if you can stand on the track with me and you that hard, then I I want you to be heard. I want to hear. You. I like, I just love music. Was you selling studio time in prison? Like, hey man, I get you. Hey. Nah, engineer, get you right. Nah, <laughs> no, I, but 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 I would tell them, you know, I'd be like, hey man, you know, I'm serious about this. This is actually gonna be an album. This, you know, so. But nah, nah, that, that would have been some whole ass shit. <laughs>
Now, are, again, man, like your name, it just has this mystique around everybody. I haven't heard not one person say nothing negative about Ain't Twisted that Black. A bitch. Yeah, well, that just should look. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, you know, nobody, nobody that 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 um, matters. So that's important. And so, you know, the Bible said man's reputation to precede him. So, you, you know, you know, you try to keep your name. You, one of the reasons I've been able to get back right here, man, and life's so good right now in these last, you know, few weeks or whatever is because I didn't burn bridges. And if I did, I didn't try to, you know, it was due to my juvenile thinking or something like that. And I didn't mind apologizing for that, but try not to burn bridges, man. And. And just, you know, it ain't like I was a saint or nothing like that, but I was one of the dudes that was a street nigga that just played fair, you know? So maybe that's what it is. I give all glory to God on that too. Was it hard to reacclimate yourself when you got back out or did you, was it just like you was right back on beat? I know it's hard right now. It's hard with all y'all in the room. It's hard not to, when I hear the door turn, not to turn my head this way or, you know, it's, yeah. And the reason it's hard is because for 17 years you've been, you, you've been um, on high alert, right? You know, I'm not saying like I was in Alcatraz or nothing like that, you know, but it's prison. So, you know, you. so now I'm trying to decompress, you know what I mean? I want to decompress. So it, it happens slowly, man, over time. You just, so for anybody that's watching this interview, you done did a lot of time and, and you coming out, man, take your time. One of the things, you know, but God is magnificent. He had a plan already ready for you. You know, you think you know what time it is, but he got it already ready for you. And the halfway house and shit like that, man, that shit is really good for you. Because if, let me say it for me, because what happened is when I went to prison, I was like, my man said I was popping in the street, but then the internet happened while I was gone. So now I'm Shit, I'm popping everywhere. I pull up at the grocery store. They, hey, I'm, you know, that shit. So I, just to splash me back into that, that'd have been a lot. That'd have been much, you know what I mean? Right. So you need that, that rollout process, you know. What is one of the hardest things? Like, you can't believe this has changed. Like, this can't be, this can't be what it used to be. Like, I was doing this and now it's not that anymore. Oh. It would probably be, um, well, you know, the the recording process, right? Mm -hmm. Like I studied the game the whole time. I studied the other rappers and, and more than studying the other rappers, I would study the people watching, the, you know, like if we all sit in the TV room or whatever, I would watch the guys watch the TV when they watch the videos. And when they react, the ones they react to and be like, you know, that's the shit. Then I would look at them and be like, okay, what are they doing? So. I guess just to record, now I go in the studio with these guys and shit, they holding their phones up. I'm like, I'm rattling paper. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all that punching in. Yeah, but guess what? I'm with it because yeah. what, they have to punch in because back then we just wrote off a whole verse, right? Mm -hmm. So by me studying the game and studying how they changing the flow, I said, oh yeah, I'm finna punch in with you niggas too. Because what it is, is all these, you know, the way they eating them beats, like a Mo3 eating that beat or a little Baby eating that beat or Finesse two times is, well, I can't really say much, say about Finesse, but I would think is you write it the way you want to record it. Right. So if you, you'll write this line, right? And, and then you, you, you finna come right on top of that, that line. It's impossible to do it without a punch in. 
So the, the last songs I've been doing, I'm, I'm punching my ass off, you know? Amen. How do you feel about the music, Fort Worth music scene now? Man, listen, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, that's Man, uh, Ronnie, Lil Ronnie. Yeah, we'll get money, Lil Ronnie. Listen. Best gambler in Texas. The be yes, sir. Yeah. That's my baby. He Have you seen him gamble? Is he is he really as good as he claims? I'm I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he is. If he, if he tell you a duck, pull the truck, hook it up. But but let me just tell you, let me just give you a, a, a brief synopsis of how these guys are. Man, listen, you know I'm a dinosaur when it comes down to the internet shit. You know, of course, my team, Drew and all of them, they, they know what time it is. Man, this man made, he personally pull up, you know, hey, uh, this what it is, this, that, and the third. You know, I had talked to him from prison anyway, you know. I mean, pull up, put me on game, and we're gonna get you, we're gonna get your money from this, and you're gonna get your back pay from this. I'm talking about running me down through there to where you know, I mean, just hip, you know, really hipping me on. And them guys got good music, man. So, you know, I salute them. I'm not one of them guys that be like, man, I don't like no, nah, them niggas is jamming, you know. Now the, the only thing that I would, <clears throat> you know, I guess because I'm a little more seasoned, is the foolishness. You know, you, I realize you can't straddle the fence. You can't, you can't be a you ain't gonna be to be no street man. And this is not for Ronnie, of course. You know he, he got his mind on the prior. You can't. You're not gonna be the straddle of the fence of trying to be an entertainer and then be in the street, or you gonna go to jail, right? Or you gonna die. So I, I wanted your personal opinion on like there was a time right where I feel like DFW was crazy, right? You had Yayo, Spud Boom, Stop Six, Low Key. They kind of kicked off like the resurgence of Fort Worth in our eyes, right? Like that's, you know, Half Pint Films was recording them and we seen them and they were just making moves. Then you had Mo3, Yellow Beezy, Trap, uh, Big T. You had all these people jumping at the same time at DFW. Did you catch wind of any of that? Or did you see it? Like, what was your thoughts when it was happening? Um, I, I saw it a little bit, as much as you could, because I've been all to California and and um, toward the East Coast, South Carolina, and shit like that. Just all over the place when they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was. I done been everywhere, but um, I saw a lot of it, you know, and, and it made me proud. You know, I mean, I wish Mo was still here. Man, he was so talented. You know, I would have loved to work with him. Talked to him one time from prison, Baby, and shout out to Baby. That's my baby. He had hooked me with him, man, and we supposed to do a song, and it didn't happen. He ended up, you know, getting killed. Oh, wait, so you had, you, you Twisted Black and Mo3 had a song? Yeah, we were supposed, we, we were supposed to do a song, but yeah, yeah. What was that, that going to sound like? I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to tell you the kind of the conversation went between him and I. I told him straight, I said, man, I'm about to murk you on this track. <laughs> you know what he told me? OG things don't change. <laughs> so, so, so we were gonna be spar, you know. We were gonna spar. Yeah, he was, but he was super talented, man. You know, I, you know, I hate he left so soon. Do you think if you were out, you could have stopped a lot of those beasts in Fort Worth? I mean, you know, if they would have listened, you know, one thing I know about, about you know, first of all, let's keep it about. I'm not finna be getting no nigga business. You know what I'm saying? I would have loved to been some type of me mediator, you know. But if I didn't go to prison, then I wouldn't have been trying to stop their beef, to be honest with you. It took prison to get me to this type of mind frame to where, you know, I, when it comes down to smoke, I don't want it. You know, I throw my palms up, you know. I ain't going to really let you get in my personal space and do, do me nothing, but 
I will try to take a diplomatic road. You know, hey, we can coexist. We don't have to like each other. You know, you don't even have to respect me. You know, just just don't touch me. Then we, you know, we straight. You know, I, but I don't want no smoke with nobody. I would it, now, if you know, once I, I'm back on and it, and I, the movement that I want to do. I hope that, you know, like even when Yale get home, I hope that, you know, because he's so talented. I hope that there's a way to defuse all of that shit. And that those people that you name from Dallas and those people that you name from Fort Worth, we come together and man, we're going we gonna to blow. You know what I mean? But if we kill each other, then we just going to go back to jail or yeah. die. So, you know, what, what was one of the, the biggest things you felt like you learned when you was in prison? Did you did you turn to God? Was it? How did you, you know, get through that sentencing? Because you was in there for how long did you have to do? Uh, 17 years Seven. and two months. Oof. Yeah. So. Did you lean on faith or religion or anything? Like, how did you make it through those 17 years? So I leaned on everything. Walls, uh, <laughs> chairs, God, you know. But, yeah, you know, basically, yeah, I think, you know, faith, but. Again, I'm not a saint, so I ain't gonna be acting like I was in there thumping the Bible. I get my word every day, like I, I like I do now. I pray every day, but uh, I, I leaned on family. Man, I don't know where the fuck I leaned. I just just kept leaning until they to the door opened. <laughs> Finally, leaned on the door and that mother just opened. <laughs> like you know, I'm serious. Like I can't even tell you. I'm for real, you know, I don't even know if this is interview appropriate. I don't know how the fuck I got out of there. You know what I mean? Just, you know, I like I tell God, just keep waking up because every day is going to bring something different. You know, I, it was, you know, you just you just go. You put yourself on go mode because after I didn't want to die, I wanted to be free. So, you know, that part. Now you back out making new music. What's the plan? Like, what what's going to be? the catalyst to push you to that next level when you got out we all seen the live everybody going crazy how did it feel to like come home to that man listen (laughs) we were just stopping for gas you know yeah we we stopped for gas you know and to hug my children right quick and then you know kind of it it probably took all of you know five minutes and you know and but man i tell you what man it was it was a it feels good. Man, the love I've been showing since I've been home, man, it's unbelievable. And like I tell everybody, when people say, welcome home, you never get tired of hearing that. So welcome home, I'm like, damn, for real? Cause I didn't know. I didn't, I just thought I was gonna come home and oh, remember the nigga used to rap, he home. You know, no, I, I had no clue, man. So now, uh, what's the program to get you back in the position where you need to be, what's, what's next? Um, right now, it's content because, again, because I was gone, it's not a lot of content, visual content. Uh, and my plan is, is, you know, put out, you know, get put out some good music, but put together a better team, you know, some of these artists, and be, you know, so that I can turn to the executive side of it, you know. You know, I'm a little long in the tooth to keep on spanking these niggas on these tracks, you know. Right. That's what I was going to say. Do you have any You was going to say what? I was long in it too. Nah, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> the executive side of it, like the more business aspect of it. Do you have any interest in that, like of working order? Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, I was doing that prior too. So yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm transitioning, but but you know, I'm still I'm still an artist, and, and we're very competitive. So 
I want to kind of maul these niggas right quick. I ain't going to lie. All the ones that y'all like, I want to do tracks with them and maul them. So y'all can say I was better. And then I'm going to, you know, go on into the sunset. <laughs> now, I know I, I know how that sounds, but this <laughs> is the truth. Like, they're competitive. <laughs> not, yeah, right. That's it. You know, as, yeah. as artists, we're competitive. When we do a, if a nigga tell you, if he, I can't say that. If he said he on a track with somebody and he ain't try to eat him, yeah. then he just better yeah. than me. You know, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to eat you on the track. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that song they keep wanting me to do with Finesse two times. Finesse, I'm coming for your neck. You Come know? on now. Yeah, I'm just being honest because you talking my shit and I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, Honeycomb Brazy, man. Shout out. Keep your head up. I never met the guy damn in my life, but I'm a fan. I want to do a track with you, but I'm coming for your neck, too. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is just, it's just music. You know what I mean? We want a good song and those are good artists. Yeah. Finesse, he definitely seemed like he figured it out. He came straight out and just- On his shit. Just, just a young just, boy on his shit. Yeah, I give him props, man. Now- But, but when we do that song, I'm-, I'm You on his ass. Finesse, tap in, man. Um, you got out there, man, and you did the first day out. Yeah. And then you shot it with Record Films. Shout out Record Films, been putting in a lot of man, work for a lot real, of years. Man. You know what I'm saying? What was, the, love. what was that about? Like, um, what was the thought process in that? You just- Nah, I've been planning. I ain't doing nothing like that. Everything- is every single move has been planned. The plans, one thing you asked me, you asked me, hey, what did you learn in prison? I learned how to play life chess. So playing life chess, you watch the whole board, you know, and, and so everything, every move I'm making right now is, is, it's been on my list. How many songs did you write? Man, like, I came, I came out with folders, you know what I'm saying? So, man, a lot of songs. I, I really, I can't even tell you. Have you tried to record it? Like, like has you have a song that you was like, I'm going to record this motherfucker. Like, this the song I've been waiting to record. That'd be every song. Okay. <laughs> this is what I got a question. You know, like, when you listen to today's music, right, a lot of it don't stick because you, it doesn't feel like nobody putting their heart and soul into it. So, like, when you, we hear finesse, you can hear the hunger in them. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, from your you know, vantage point, do you feel like the game is missing a lot of hunger? Do you think that people are just looking at it as a money grab or, or do you rock with the, today's music? Yeah, a lot. It's, I mean, I think you said it best. I think a lot of it is, <clears throat> they don't, it is a money grab. And, but, and, they, and the good part is they grab the money, right? <laughs> the bad part is, is that that transcends to our ears, we can hear it. That, you know, he just, it's just some money shit. It don't have no soul, it don't have no pain, it don't have no substance, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not knocking them, it's just a different type of music than what I make. Right. Yeah. We did an interview with a guy that was responsible, an undercover agent that was responsible for taking down 51 black um, crips from the fishbowl. Fish you know anything about that? Only, you know, huh, yeah, uh, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, he, you know, he did do that, but I read the book. Yeah. yeah so what did you think about the book when you read it? He was flodging. Mm. He, you know, he, he writing a book. He trying to sell his book. Yeah. And let me tell you what, how I can, I can 100% say he was flodging is because he said, and Twisted Black, um, had uh, you had to be like a top crip to come to the studio. First of all, I don't bang. 
<laughs> you know, second of all, you had to be somebody I know to come to the studio. You know, what I mean, he, he was just saying what he needed to say. What it was is he didn't know anything about me. So he would make it up, fill in the gaps of what he thought. it. So I can only assume that he did that with some of the other people. You know what I mean? Can you see how like a white guy would be able to infiltrate a Crip gang like that? Um, <clears throat> see, greed is, is powerful. See, greed is a bad motherfucker. Greed it, man. Greed is tough. You, you know, a blue motherfucker pull up and he got the right, <laughs> he got the right bankroll. You like, you know what? It's just, it's just the dime. So, but so I think you know those guys. I think a lot of them, uh, you know, was just chasing the money. Thought it was a lick, you know. But again, I can't really speak on it because I wasn't there. So it's not fair for me to you know, give you assessment. I wasn't, I don't know how he tricked them. I just want to say that they couldn't no white dude trick me into selling, you know, though. That's just me though. Yeah, yeah. straight up. Did you ever run into OG Percy? Um, yeah, I ran into OG Percy, man. I did. Uh, good guy. Good guy, man. And as um, far as I can say, um, he doing his thing. And, and he, he says, you know, he's, um, he, Kept my name alive yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah man. So. Yeah, he did. And and man, a lot of these guys, man. I, I, it may seem one way, but really, for real, for real, you know, these guys doing what they do to get their money. I'm not talking about Percy in particular because you know he do his thing. But whatever they do, if they're earning the living, they feeding their family, and they ain't hurting nobody, you know, killing nobody, then man, you know, my hats off to them. Now, the rap game has changed a little bit in the sense that. It's kind of female dominated right now. Boy, please. You don't think so? Hell no. <laughs> but they doing their thing. But I wouldn't say female dominated. That was a little much. But just I mean, my all the All the summer anthems have been for females. They may got the best music. Yeah. <laughs> they may be making some of the best music, but yeah. I wouldn't say. I think it's still a male dom dominate, dominant game. But you got, hey, these women that are rapping now, they ain't just, you know, they ain't just hat and cat type of rappers. They really got some skills and they got some big songs like Glorilla and Sexy Red and all of the, you know, they, they actually, they can go, you know, so, but I, I wouldn't say it's more of them than it is of the men. How much more effort would you put into doing a song with a female? Like, do you have to feel like you got an extra E now or do you just? Like I have an extra what? Like if you're doing a song with a female, you know, like you're saying, it's like it's kind oh, of no. competition. No, I my, with any song, my my, my yeah, I want to eat on the track. You know, I'm you know, um, but my end goal is is looking to how we can uh, mesh and make the best song, especially with a female because it's such a contrast, right? You want to make sure that um, that what she's saying uh, meshes with what you're saying. You know, y'all complement each other. You know, excuse me. So you get out and um guy by the name of Charleston White goes at you. See, you're the one that asked him. I was already on to you five, <laughs> six questions ago. I, I promise. No, that's, that's that jail shit. I was on to you five questions, 15 questions ago. Go ahead, finish your question. Yeah, now. so how do, you, how do you respond to something like that now? Like, do you just say fuck it and just... Yeah, get, yeah, of course. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I... I I don't know Charleston White, you yeah. know, and uh, I don't have a problem with him. You know, he's say what you want to say, man. You know, I just I'm not feeding into any negativity at this point in my life. I'm in a good space. And so I'm going to stay there, 
you know, so hey man, have at it. On the flip side, can you you could actually use this to roll out music too, like because you know how like people, no matter what people talking about you is people talking about you, right? So they keep your name alive one way or the other. Now it's like you can hit them with the music. So you on your on your last album or your video that dropped eight sixteen was the date. Yeah. That you posted. Right. Is that still the date? Um what what is the music from Twisted Black gonna sound like this time around? Hey, you know what, man? I did a whole album from prison called Federal Guidelines. Right. Um good album. So that was the A sixteen date, you know. Right. But now that I'm back, you know, I, I got to feel it the weight I feel the weight of this Rolex on my arm again, you know, you think stones in my ear you know i'm on side of something soft you feel me uh money in my pocket is fluffy you know i don't really want to talk about that right now you know the jail shit. i kind of want to talk about how i feel you know and, and i kind of want to talk about how i feel to know that god saw you out of everybody you dig what i'm saying i want to i kind of want to talk about that so i'm not gonna rush into the 816 date because Hey, I feel different. I'm not gonna scrap the project, but we'll blend it in strategically. You know, you know, shit, shit different right now. Right. And now, man, you know, like doing music back then, right, versus doing music now. What do you see the difference as? Because it seems like right now, the introspective type of rap works in this day and age, right? The right. deep raps they work now versus you don't have to make a hit record, quote unquote, for you to be big nowadays. So what is, like what's the difference that you see from back then to now making music? The the what it takes to make it. Like you you said right. it, you you kind of answered the question. Then the question is you don't have. You remember how we used to? Uh, you probably don't, but maybe you've seen it because you guys been around for quite some time. We had to we had to push and to go and drive and woo. But now these guys, man, they get they can they can do one song and they go viral and they get money. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, you know, we only have one song. So I think the difference is how long it takes, you know, to grind. And, but I'd rather have it this way than the old way. Nah, for sure. Nah, for real. So is it uh, <clears throat> is it all independent? Are we still trying to get a deal? Like, what what is the status of Twisted Black? A deal for what? They want to get me. If anybody want to get Twisted Black a deal, they got to pull up that wagon. It's yeah, but they truck. <laughs> but they will. That's the thing. Well, if they do that shit, you got me to bought me. <laughs> you bought me for the right price. But other than that, they they again back to your compound question. It's the internet game. You get you some distribution, you know, and you put you do your own shit and you get all the money. So, you know, for them to be talking about a deal back in the day with the Sonys and the universe, that was, the, that was what it was about. But now, you know, especially with me being more seasoned, now you got to bag the truck up. I got to hear it. Other than that, because I ain't no need me just putting you in charge of me when I can run my own show. You know, right. that's what these guys, Lil Ronnie and all, yeah, yo, them guys, man, business smart, man. You dig? Them, them young dudes is getting, hey, man. Hey man, so I'ma say, man, yeah, yo, man, hurry up and get home, man, and lace me up, man, because you was making some real strategic moves before you left. So, man, come on, get the old nigga together, man. The, what is the best twisted black song we haven't heard yet? Oh my God, I almost want to play it for you. <laughs> yeah. Don't make me Exclusive. do it. Exclusive. Don't make me do it. Exclusive. See, but I know y'all have y'all have chopped that bitch up. <laughs> nah, we, that we be can do it for six months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have everybody shooting at me. You know, hey, I'm gonna tell you why because 
hey man, like I, I may say one thing, I, I, you know, I say the truth, but I feel a totally different way sometimes, you know, and sometimes I just go through in my music and vent it and then, you know, record it. And, and I, I've done that in the last few days and that shit is hard. Yeah, but it's pretty controversial though. That's your shit, you smile, yeah. <laughs> Nah, I'm just waiting. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm just waiting to hear the music because me, like I said, me personally, man, you hear a lot of the music and it don't stick. You don't hear no right. soul. Yeah, that's what. And, I and it's like I just know you finna come with some shit. I yeah, just man. know you is. So yeah. I heard the first day out, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, he finna come with some shit. Well, I got one called "Without Me," and that would have to be. Uh, uh, that would probably be because, um, in order to give you what you're looking for, I got to rip the scab off, right? And when I rip the scab off, because I'm a real person and I'm not just a rapper, you know, it's real emotion, right? So I'm in the studio writing this motherfucker and, and crying at the same time, real tears, you know, because now I got to talk about losing my mother in prison. I got to talk about my son out here. You know, like I said, I left my son in the ring with no referee, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, you know, because that shit real. But I'm giving it to you, you know, so that you can get some good music, you know. To the best of my ability. Yeah, that's all. All right, man. Now on the bullshit, man. Errol Spence versus Bud Crawford, man. Well, who'd you have your money on? Hold on. <laughs> my son told me to take my glasses off when I got serious. Um, I didn't bet, but uh, that fight hurt me um, because I'm. Super duper Earl Spence, you super know. Super duper. Super duper, man. Like, but I, I think the fight was too soon for Earl. That's just me. I'm not a uh, a boxing aficionado, or how you say it, you know. But I, I don't think he should have took the fight yet, and I don't think he should have took it at that weight. He should have made dude come up, and um, because. Earl knows that, you know, he could fight a better fight. He was just better on that night, you know. But, hey, man, Crawford is a dog. He's got so many different angles to hit you from. You know, he could, he could damn near throw a thigh jab, or go up under your guard, you know what I mean? So, he's just tough. I've never seen a nigga get hit with a jab that hard, bro. It wasn't. I was like. That's overrated. See, they keep saying, oh, he knocked him down with a jab. But he didn't because he go, he's ambidextrous. He can fight with both hands. So, when, he, when he's leading from the left, right, that's really not a, yeah, he's throwing technically a jab, but it's not a jab because he's even-handed. You dig what I'm saying? I come from a boxing pedigree. My father was a professional boxer. Don't mean I got nothing. Don't be pulling up on me trying to fight. I don't want to fight. I ain't, I ain't holding like that, but I know the sport. So he's, he's even-handed. So if, even if he's throwing a jab, it's a power punch. So they keep, oh, he knocked him down with a jab. No, motherfucker, he knocked him down with a power punch in the form of a jab. So I guess, you know, both of us could be right. <laughs> and, and it, yeah, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna say nothing about Earl. That's my baby. No, 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 Hell no. Earl had me wearing these glasses for real. <laughs> Man, what's so crazy? I think Earl was prepared to die in that ring, though. Oh, see, you know what? It's crazy you said that because I told my son, I said, yeah. once he got, you gotta understand from a boxer's perspective, he had never lost, he never got, got dropped, right? So when he went down, this is just me guessing, when he went down the first time, so I'm sure he's telling himself, okay, that was a good one. You yeah. know, something similar to, along those lines. But by the time he went down the second time, you're like, 
this nigga catching me somewhere. I'm I'm off my game. So that so when you're boxing, you know, you, you're trying to stay as calm as possible, but you're still trying to think. So everything else he did from that point to me was all instinct. Right. Yeah, like you say, he was prepared to die in that ring. You notice every time he went down, he popped right back up. Yeah. That's instinct. That's the game. How game he is. Like, nah, we're gonna keep going. Nah, we're gonna keep going. Even though I'm losing, I'm getting back up the fight. That's what's in him. And, and man, I'm just glad you asked that question because that's what got me the fuck out of prison. Nah, they denied me. Nah, we, you, you can't go. Fuck that. And then I'm get back up, pop right back up every time. That's what I do. Nah, that, you know, and that's why I had to give it to him because he was ready to, and like you just said, whatever it takes. Like, Period. gonna fight. And I, he was, I knew he was gonna go that whole 12. Probably wouldn't have been. I don't think it would have been healthy to go that whole 12, but he was definitely going to go. He, he, he would have done distance. it. He'd have went 14. Nah, you, for real. Yeah, he he'd have went, yeah, fucking right. You heard what he said at the end. He's like, nah, we're going to do it again. Yeah. Just like, it, you know, and I don't want to put Earl in jail, but that's what you hear the guys in jail. Man, I lose a fight, man. What's not rescratch? You know? Right. Yeah, really. Yeah, no. Run it, run it back. No. Real shit. You know, that's right, just so when you game. The thing is, you have to, is it mandatory you gotta run it back or is it? It ain't even mandatory, you gotta fight. You just gotta run it back. Just, that's on you. <laughs> but 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 if you if you if you were standing on something like what I was standing on to some of the guys that I run with, and then you feel like you put on a bad show or whatever he did, you know, you know, I feel like I slipped. Bitch, run it back. You feel or whatever, whatnot. You know, it's, it just depends on the man and, and the makeup of the man. Man, was it disheartening to see how quick everybody turned on him after he lost? I haven't seen that, man. You oh. know, I, but I, I heard a lot of people say, you know, you know, like, man, I knew it that, you know, Crawford could, you know, he's I, I haven't seen anybody turn on Spence, but I seen a lot of people come to the realization that Crawford is really like that, you know, oh, and that was his defining moment. Right. When he when he basically so that just goes to show you how good Earl is because a lot of people was like you know Crawford is you know crying he all right but Earl so when he beat Earl they like oh shit right so that just you know that's just a testament now, to how it, good Spencer is it's just so crazy because this is how crazy the internet is you got boys talking <clears> like on the internet now like they could be Spencer it was just it was just wild to see <laughs> yeah see that's <laughs> what I'm saying about the internet that's why I don't have a social media I don't log on I don't read the comments I don't give a fuck now Twitch we're gonna have to get you a social media <laughs> yo, no, yo, no, no, Twitch, no, no. Okay. I didn't say I didn't okay. say you know whatever the label does okay. to push the music but me for, in my personal life right I don't know I feel you and even the things that you ask me about when they say somebody said this or that man I don't know I don't read it Right. And then I, I'm to the point now, you don't even have to let me know unless it's, you know, threatening my, my you know, my, my health. They want to kill me or something like that. I hope don't nobody want to kill me. I, you know, if, if it gets to that point, then, yeah, you can tell me. But I don't give a fuck because that's just foolishness to sit here and think you could whoop Earl Spencer because he lost the crop. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, no, real talk. No, real. And, I, and man, you better hope Earl don't get on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for real. Better hope he like me, man. And he ain't make no excuses. Man, that's man, why I fuck with that. He didn't, man. Square no business. Man, that man dangerous, man. Man, that man will beat you to sleep, man. So, you know, you got people that's typing. You ain't boxing, man. You just typing. So, I, you know, it's all new for me, man. I'm figuring it all out as I go. Right. Now, I just had a question about, like, the street politics and the music now, right? Like, we're, we're, we're crossing the line where it's very blurred, right? Kodak did a song with 6 9 and it's, again, a lot of mixed reaction. You got 
people like 1090 Jake exposing rappers snitching. Like, it's almost taking the fun out the music. It's, it's getting very strange. What is your take on just all of the street politics in the music right now? Yeah, man, man, why? You know, why? <clears throat> so I, I'm not going to give an opinion for real because they going to blast me on the internet, okay? I'm just going to ask you this. Takashi 69 is a rat. He's a fucking rat. And he did that, nigga. He's standing on being a rat. I, would, I can't say I would have or would not have done the song. But when you get to talking about a million dollars cash, and I know unless I'm a rap with you and become a rat, then I'm going to consider it. You dig? Because when I come out the booth, I'm still not a rat. I did 17 years and two months. Look it up. It's public knowledge. I ain't never told on my little cousin when we was kids. You know what I'm saying? For, for stealing out the kitchen. So I ain't no punk. I ain't no coward. And I ain't no rat. So if Takashi's a rat and he wants to give me a million cash, that's a conversation. Okay? Because no matter what, you know, I know the guy, they, again, the internet, man, birds of a feather flock together, man, who you run with. And I, hey, man, that's cool. That's your opinion. I'm not knocking it. But you know how I feed my kids is my business. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> you, don't, you don't frown on porn stars. If I was slanging dick around this motherfucker, you know, you, 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 you dig what I'm saying? So I'm not saying it's a right or a wrong. I'm just saying it's just an opinion. And the internet people are going to get their opinion. But I'm just telling you for a meal, cash. It's a conversation. Whether I, whether I would do it or not, I don't know. You know, it just depends. Depends on what, you know. But, but what the fuck he did don't change who the fuck I am. So what advice would you give to a young man who's about to do a 10-year sentence and he had a girl? And he was, like, debating, like, should he keep, like, hold on to her? Should he just let her go? Like, what what is the protocol for that? <laughs> It just depends. Is he a mark or is he a player? Let's get both. Let's go with player. Yeah, okay, if, he, if he's a young player, uh, listen, player. Listen. Ten? Ten. Okay. Now, you have to expect it. You have to, what you have to do is you have to, you trying to keep your girl, you love her or whatever, and that's your support system, then you have, let me just get it to you like this. Play your position until you can change your position. Because if you start being too interested in, you know, the normal shit that you would be interested in, like, why are you home late? Well, dude, you're going to have a sucker stroke down there and ain't nobody going to, you know, it's only going to be you. Did you say sucker stroke? Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Bro, I'm, yeah. that's, that's the new shit. Yeah, stroke. yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know some niggas having a sucker stroke. I mean, in the free world. Man, nigga, man listen, man. The nigga kill you behind the bro. Listen, man. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say, hey, quit your girl and do your time. I'm just going to say that when you don't have, when you're not tethered to too many things, it makes your time easier. You dig? I would think, you know. But, uh, you know, a broader disappear on you quicker than a six pack sometimes, you know. <laughs> Uh, the question I like to ask to people who have been incarcerated for a lengthy amount of time is, let's say you did have a young woman and she hold you, held you down for your whole, your whole stint, but when you got home, she had a, new, a baby. And she didn't have this baby previously when you went in, but now she has a baby. I feel like I want to take off another pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, and she held you down the whole time. Yeah. I'm serious. You still rock to be honest, okay, again, you got to ask to be a player or is he a mark? 
Which one? Is he a player? He's a mark. <laughs> He's a mark then he gonna have a sucker stroke. You know, he gonna he gonna he gonna. Go, I'm just telling you, Mark gonna have a sucker stroke quick. Uh, the mark is going to uh, he gonna shake hand the bitch. You know, he gonna get rid of her. You know, but but the player is gonna always remember that she rolled my whole bed. You know, and she 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 was there for me, and so I could depend on her for that. But hey, niggas, when we go to jail. It ain't no blueprint for how a bitch hold you down. Excuse my language. Not to call women bitches because you don't deserve that. Um, it's not a blueprint for women to hold you down, right? So we went to jail and left them out, you know. You know, So a lot of them, they're they just trying to find their way. And they're young and, and they have needs and stuff, you know. So they end up doing what they do. But if they're there for you, if they don't leave you in, on their deathbed, then you have to consider that if you're a player. It don't mean that you get home and you be like, you know what, you got a new baby, you know, fuck it, we're we going to be together. No, because we might, we, with me, we not. But I'm never going to forget what you've done. So you can't never want for nothing as long as I'm having something. But that, I'm a player, though. So. Yeah. And then this one, this is the one I often see, too. Um, when the dude has the opportunity to get home and his girl is telling him, you better tell him everything you know. Cause you got this baby over here that you need to come take care of. See, you see, that's, that's one of them situations to where, and now, boy, you man, listen, you that was I like the way you weave that in there. Listen, um, that's but that's one of them situations to that makes a man like myself. I can't speak on that. Yeah. That's not my situation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that ain't what my wife at the time said. My wife at the time said, I know you're not gonna do that because that's not how you built. And I swear to God, may God take my life. She said that, and I was able to to fight my fight, you dig what I'm saying? But for somebody whose girl is saying that, I'm sure that's an impactful situation, but you know, um, you know what you sign up for, but mm -hmm. the, the feds don't play fair, man, you know? So those guys, somebody else's situation, I can't speak on like that. What's the most racist thing you went through when you oh was in prison? Oh my God, man. Uh, the most, and that, boom, I got you. I was in Siegelville. Yeah, low security prison. So it was this um, this big redneck white guy, um, big mustache, the twirl at the end, the whole nine. Look, yeah. Oh, you like you could look at true story. See, right? this, this is a true story. Um, so um, I was there for twenty eight days, and uh, so a package was coming across the, the fence. They said it was for me. He had ten packs of bugler tobacco and a cell phone and some hydroxy cuts. So they said it was for me. Well, they could improve it was for me, right. but- You would never do nothing like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, but long story short, so now he's, get, he's gotten wind of who I was. He said, I don't know how I let you get, in, let you get under my radar. Mm -hmm. So he, uh, they put me in the shoe, solitary confinement, and it was hot, no AC, right? Um, so this is this was the year that Texas was having all double digit, I mean triple digit weather. May have been eleven, right? So super hot, you know, crazy, you know, uh, bad conditions. And he would come to my door, and because you know you locked in and, and beat on and said, "Boom, I'm twisted white." Ah. <laughs> I swear to God. Did he say I'm a fool with it? He said I'm twisted white. 
So what I would do, not to let this chump know he was getting to me, as soon as I hear his voice on the range, because it's a long range with everybody there. So when I would hear him, even though it's hot and shit, he want to see me all curled up like everybody else. When he come, when he, as soon as he, I hear his voice, I jump down, and start doing push-ups and shit. So when by the time he at my door, I'm like, you know, I'm, like I'm working on a hop up. Hey, hey, man, what's going on with my situation? Really, I had, was curled up in there, but I, I wasn't gonna let him know. I was like, what's going on with my situation? Well, Twisted White is going to whoop wham. So, you know, I cussed him out real properly, you know. you know. But that was the, about the most racist. Oh, no. Then the same one, they had to let me out the shoe. So what they did is they scrambled my, my phone line. So I couldn't really call my people. They did doing all this to fuck with me. So I go tell him, Mom, I say, hey, man, uh, I ain't been able to. So I told my mother, you know, she was living at the time. So she, she on their line. She hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. Like, hey, you know, it ain't fixed. So I'm going into the child hall one day and this cracker tell me, uh, tell your mammy to stop calling. I just stood there for a minute, I'm like, all right. Yeah. See, you know, you know how in the movies when, when, when you see, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you see yourself throw them punches right yeah. quick and then I'm like, and then rewind like, yeah, okay. And I just kept it pushing. Yeah, this, you gonna run into some you run into some some um, some really good white people too, you know. But he was just one of the bad ones. That's crazy. Oh, oh. got any shout outs? Man, listen. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to my city. Shout out to Fort Worth, man. <laughs> like uh, words. Words don't do because, man, they, man, y'all supported me in such a way, man, that I get choked up even talking about it. Shout out to Dallas, man. You know, shout out, shout out to Texas, man. Shout out to Bun B, man. Bun B, everything I did, he reposted it and pushed it all the way to me being here. You know what I'm saying? He always backs my play, man. Shout out to Bun. Shout out to, um, uh, to. Uh, there's so many, man. You know, I can't really think. Mouthpiece Drew Wild yeah, here, you know. Yeah. Definitely, man. Jeff Sessions, man. Uh, not Sessions, but Jeff at Session Work. Because he not, he didn't have to, man. Every time I called, he would. And I'm in jail. And no money. He wouldn't take my money, bro. I ain't paid for Nan album. You dig what I'm saying? He wouldn't take my money. And shout out to Baller. He would give me them beats right on uh, Shine on the beat. You know, everybody that, um, man, it's, it's a lot. And I may forget people, but, you know, uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful, I'm humbled, and I'm honored, you know. And uh, my, when they say your city don't ride for you, fuck that. Yeah, for a word ride for me, now I'm home, I'm riding for y'all. I promise you, if these niggas, there's only one way these niggas do something with Twisted Black, I swear to God, maybe I shouldn't say it again. It's only one. I ain't going back to jail, because I ain't going to do nothing wrong. You niggas ain't gonna outrap me because I ain't gonna let you. So, only way is the good Lord says my time. Ain't so. no way. Yeah, okay then. Ain't no way. We standing on that because they can't do nothing with me. And how much is a twisted black feature hitting on for right? Now? Right. It just depends on when you want to do it. If you want to do it today, come with seventy five hundred. I'm gonna give you the video rights. But you know, we do the video and all that. We're gonna have to do a Don Mecca style. You know what I mean? But other than that, then you know, you give me ten grand and we'll make it happen. 
I know, right? You about to have thirty niggas. I know, right? Hey, they got a different kind of money now. <laughs> hey, look, we used to hustle hard trying to get two hundred bucks. You know, when I say two hundred bucks, you know, two hundred thousand. Yeah. These niggas swiping that. So they, they got nigga got new money. I respect your hustle, man. Come get you some features, man. It's just so affordable. Man, come, man, come get it, man. This shit is so affordable. I'm telling you, but but it, it's so worth it because I'm gonna snap on every track. I'm gonna make sure you snap it, and you know we gonna make sure it's right. You dig what I'm saying? So you know, um, we gonna eat. Hey, man, shout out back to my boys and. Um, that's doing this time in the feds, you know, man. You know, I love you niggas, man. Just keep waking up, keep God first, and, and you know, just continue to try to give out positive. I know it's fucked up where you at, you know what I mean? Stay alert, but just try your best to, to give out positive energy, man, because the day do come. Can you give us one of the names that you, that you ran into that was going hard in, in the feds, like rapping-wise? Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> It was, um, it was, GP was hard, dude out of Grand Prairie, he was hard as shit. Um, uh, slang out of Atlanta, hard as shit. Um, and I'm naming guys that, that you know, was toe to toe with me. Uh, uh, Gutter, Gutter was hard as shit, you know. Uh, at, 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 this was in the beginning, but as we continued to go, um, Oh, I almost forgot. The coldest one I seen is gonna be one of my artists right now. He in Houston, he got out. He hard as shit, he out. His name is NFL Dro. Him and Oof out of Como, we gonna kick the door in. Hey, so be on the lookout for that. NFL Dro, Oof out of Como, out of Fort Worth, Texas. Hardest thing smoking, man. But I ran into some good ones and that's not to take nothing from them, but them boys right there ready right now amen yeah and for those who want to get those features i put those features with you how do they get in contact with you yeah just pull up on me <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no no uh uh they, they can get it uh at mouthpiece drew yeah uh-huh um uh or um nephew they get a nephew at uh what do do you give like an Instagram? You know, I'm usually dying, so y'all trying to be funny. <laughs> but because I give a phone number, can you give a phone number? Nah, we gonna we gonna we gonna patch you right on in. Yeah, yeah, no nah, square business. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to working with some of these guys. I'm gonna I'm punish you now. I mean, if you want that, but this is gonna be a good song. Yeah. Amen, yeah. man. Well, this has been an honor for us. Uh, you are definitely legendary in the in the state of Texas. Uh, we grew up listening to you. Can't wait to see what you have coming in the near future. And whatever you pushing. And whatever you pushing, please. Yeah, we got you over here. And this is the best part. Twisted Black, you are a real life street star. Hey, can I say one more thing yes, before you cut? I want to say this, man, and I ain't saying it because y'all y'all clapped and all that shit. I'm saying this because, man, y'all are good. You know, y'all uh, journalists is just fall up under being journalists, man. Y'all, y'all, man, they, man, listen, man. I almost didn't do the interview because dudes was hating on y'all, and I could say they was hating because you're not like that. Y'all ain't tacky. 
You dig what I'm saying? You ain't trying to trick a nigga, you feel me? I came in here expecting some tricks. I didn't know what to expect. That's why all them niggas licensed to carry is over there. Yeah. Real talk, this is the truth. I just didn't know. Because I'm only listening, but but I want to say, man, you guys are big. you guys are professional, man. You guys, you, you know, you ask you ask the questions, you know, and 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 uh, you got to do your job. But man, you, you guys, man, y'all class act, man. So anything y'all need going forward, I'm rocking. You know, we we fight very hard to. Uh, we have a certain stigma that we we've heard about. Our, we fight very hard to prove them wrong. We just we yeah. black brothers who grew up together, and we're really trying to push the envelope and put on for artists to, in the city, not only of Texas, but every state, you know, because this is a way how we can get out these streets and really get some real money. And they letting us use cameras now. And, yeah. and you know, so this is all we got. Yeah, right. and, and, and I wanna, I wanna touch on this, man, for us, man, when we got in this, you know, we was young brothers in the streets, all four, everybody you see here just pulling up, recording, you know what I'm saying? And we, our goal was to get all the legends. You know what I'm saying? And so, when we got on there, you see us getting the big tucks and the DSRs and the Pookies right. and Luchies, and now yeah. we got Twisted Black. So for us, it's big because you kind of help complete, you know, us getting, an, you know, another legendary artist out of our city because we grew up here. You know what I'm saying? All so it's right. big for us. Good. I don't know if you know what this is, but in Marvel, you would be referred to as an Infinity Stone. Yeah. You are one of those yeah. pieces. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like Damn. we've had, we've had everybody except Tom, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we didn't know if we was ever gonna get to you so this is this is like a wow. piece of our puzzle yeah. man so, hey definitely. i appreciate you for saying that because i know what the infinity stone <laughs> is. i'm a marvel nigga too right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah like i said man whatever you pushing man we, we got you and if you ever need any help with social media man that's what we do we help people behind the scenes too man so well i need all that we, got you, we got you brother we got you brother all right man thank y'all now nah, for sure that's what's up